everybody. Welcome back to the Get Better Together podcast. My name is Prince and I'm your host. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the book, The Buddha and the Badass. One of the good habits I've recently developed in the lockdown is listening to audiobooks. I've been fond of reading books for quite some time now, but listening to them is a whole different experience. I tell you that. And it's also very efficient. For example, if you have to read an actual book, you have to take out time separately to sit down and read the book. It requires your full attention, but audiobooks, on the other hand, uh, you can listen to while doing anything. I must have read like eight books in just a couple of months. And that's a lot, I know. But in the context of audiobooks, it's like taking a walk and listening, washing dishes and listening, sometimes eating and listening. So even though I spend about an hour listening to a book every day, but I don't have to take out that hour separately. I just use the same time when I'm doing something else. It's easy, you know. So if you're a book reader, I strongly recommend that you check out Audible and give audiobooks a shot. I'm sure you'll love it. The Buddha and the Badass is one of my recent editions. And ever since this book came out, there was a lot of noise on the internet about the book. And I'd been also following Mind Valley for quite some time. So I wanted to read it. Mind Valley, by the way, is a company founded by the author of this book, Vishen Lakhiani. But before I start talking about the contents of the book, let me first set some context. Imagine you're on a gorgeous island sitting on a beach, soaking up the sun. And at the same time, you're constantly on your phone going through hundreds of messages and it seems like you're disconnected from the real world. Anyone who looks at you will feel that you're working really hard or maybe something's going on. Otherwise, why would you be glued to your phone while being on a beautiful beach? But in reality, that's not what's happening. You are working on your phone, but your work is so inspiring that it never feels like work. And to you, a phone isn't just a phone. To you, it is a means of communicating with the people you love, sharing on social media with more people around the world who you love. As per you, you're not disconnected, but you're deeply connected. So you're effortlessly enjoying being on the beach and at the same time, creating an impact with your work. In other words, you're operating from two different states. And the merger, the amalgamation of these two states is what the author Vishen Lakhiani calls the combination of the Buddha and the badass. And it's not the literal Buddha as in someone who has achieved enlightenment, but someone who is calm, graceful, and understands the power of within. And there's this badass person who is out there creating change, building, coding, sharing, inventing, and leading. And to truly be a master of your life, you need the skill sets of both Buddha and the badass. And that's what the book is about. How can you develop these two skill sets is what Vishen has explained in this book. And I will summarize these to you in six different parts over the next 10 minutes. These six takeaways do not represent the entire book, but these are some of the best ideas that I particularly loved and I'm sure you will too. If you would like to watch an animated summary of this episode, then you can do that on my YouTube channel, link in the description below. So without any further ado, let's get started. Number one, discover what you truly want. What it really means to think like a Buddha is to become aware of yourself. What is it that you truly want in life? Everybody has two versions of themselves. First, there is this identity that you walk around with. 
that's made up of roles you are the office manager or the coder or the freelance graphic designer or the lawyer or the ceo this is however only your shell it's the role you're playing in the world around you and frankly it's a role you're playing for someone else it's the role you choose to play so you can fit into the grand human collective but this is not you there is a second version of you it's the person who you secretly desire to be this is your inner identity whether it's an artist you want to be or a rock star or an entrepreneur or whatever that's your inner identity that's whom you want to be but somehow think that it's only a desire that can't really come to life due to various reasons no matter how satisfied a person is with their life they always have these two versions of themselves too many of us are running after what we think we want because we've been brainwashed to believe that these are our needs we take jobs because that's what our parents wanted we build businesses because that's what's considered cool these days and we do these things even though they have no resonance with what we really want from inside and the first step towards becoming like buddha from inside is to be aligned to your internal desires to strip away the brainwashing when you learn to listen to that voice that's authentically yours you will understand what you're actually driven to do in this world number 2 time runs out according to gallup 85% of workers hate their job most people are living their lives doing work that they don't love to earn money to afford to live lives that they don't love far worse they lie to themselves about it they pretend that somehow they semi enjoy what they do to earn a paycheck an alien species watching planet earth would think what is wrong with these creatures from a global perspective that means around 5369 people across the world die every hour every day without having fulfilled their highest potential most of us put off our own happiness and dreams until tomorrow in an attempt to do things for others but that's a catastrophic mistake the inescapable truth is time runs out time is your most precious commodity so after you've discovered what you truly want and what your inner desire is discard everything else and empower yourself to go after what you want and in most cases it will mean taking tiny steps towards that inner desire to reach a position where you can follow it full time number 3 become unfuckwithable Say you go on a date with someone who doesn't text you back the next day and you can't stop wondering what you did wrong. You get a negative performance review at your job, a job that you're not passionate about and you can't stop feeling inadequate. You see your peers, your siblings, your colleagues all progressing at a faster pace than you and you start feeling afraid of being left out. These are all tiny blows individually, but together they eat away at your confidence over a period of time and the reason they have such a big effect on you is that you are fuckwithable this is a really interesting concept explained in this book being unfuckwithable means that you're truly at peace and in touch with yourself nothing anyone says or does bothers you and no negativity can touch you there is a number of ways to become unfuckwithable and the ones explained in the book are first is start feeling that you're enough just the way you are tell yourself i love you every day it has more impact than you would imagine second is 
practice gratitude. What you have in terms of your possessions is also enough. That way, once you're content with who you are and what you have in the present moment is enough. And once you achieve that level, then no one can fuck with your peace. And this is not to contradict the previous point of going after what you want, but they are different in their own ways. One could be content with what they have and strive to achieve more at the same time. That's what actually means being a Buddha and the badass at the same time. Number four, make growth the ultimate goal of life. The only point of life is to grow and not to achieve. Whatever work you do is nothing more than the ultimate vehicle for your personal growth. If your business fails, it doesn't matter. The question is, how did you grow? If your business becomes a billion dollars, it doesn't matter. The question is, how did you grow? The entire model most societies have for success and happiness is flawed. Most people learn that to attain life fulfillment, you must acquire three things. A certain role or title, which gives you prestige, a certain balance in your bank account, and acquisition of specific material possessions like a car or a house. The result is equal to success, right? Nope. You have to stop hanging your happiness on your title and your money and your stuff. Stop thinking I need X to be successful or happy. How many times have you gotten X and still not felt happy? The formula to reclaim your happiness is simply growth. So as we talked about in the first key takeaway, even if you do follow your internal desire, but become stagnant in that after some time, it's going to become difficult to even love that work. Growing in any sense provides satisfaction. Number five, lose more, win more. Imagine two Air Force pilots are flying planes and firing bullets at the enemy aircrafts. Pilot number one is continuously firing at imperfect aims and pilot number two is strategically aiming for 100% accurate shot and then firing. Who do you think will end up hitting more enemy planes? Pilot number one, because he's firing more. Although he's missing more and wasting bullets, but he's also hitting more enemy aircrafts. And that's what wins the war. Failure is completely okay. So when it comes to taking decisions and taking up new projects, follow the speed. So what if you start something and kill it? So what if you take up a project and everything goes wrong? Move fast, fail fast, and then try another thing. Although you would be wasting bullets in terms of your failed projects, but you'll also end up hitting more as a result. Number six, focus on the process. This particular idea in this book has been referenced from another brilliant book, Atomic Habits. In Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about that the best way to change behavior is to change it in a more psychological sense. He advises not to struggle to change a habit, instead change your focus point. For example, say you want to be the person who goes to the gym three times a week and loves it. You could focus on the outcome, which might be to lose 10 pounds and look great, or you could focus on the process which might be to set an alarm, wake up, drive to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you try to motivate yourself by outcomes, you will find yourself waking up every now and then and then feeling too sleepy or tired to hit the gym. It's not enough to keep you motivated. So instead focus on the process as it's much more powerful way of changing behavior. And that brings us to the end of lesson number six. These ideas were somewhat alike and somewhat different from the ideas I've read in other self-improvement books. 
Vishen has also shared his own story throughout the book about how he founded Mind Valley and transformed it into a successful organization that it is today. The way this book is written, you'll either love it or you will hate it because it disrupts some of our deeply held beliefs. So I highly recommend that you get yourself a copy of this book and I'm sure it will be worth your time. If you like this podcast episode, then please share it with other people. And if you're listening to my podcast for the first time, then please follow and subscribe. I'll soon be back with another episode. And until then, stay happy, stay healthy.